Welcome to the Junkyard Outreach. This is Todd. Thanks for joining me as we go through the scriptures and learn what we can to draw close to Jesus. For more episodes and information, check out junkyardoutreach.com. And now, let's dig in. Psalm 128, verse 1. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord who walks in his ways. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed and it shall be well with you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. Now, when I was a little kid growing up back in the 70s and the 80s, the expression, he put the fear of God in him, was common. It was always associated with bad behavior being addressed, more of a form of discipline which I think is appropriate in certain situations. But realistically, when we look in the scriptures, and I've learned this over the years, those who fear the Lord are the recipients of several promises. And here's one of them. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. Proverbs 2, verse 1. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the ways of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech who forsake the paths of uprighteousness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Man, listen to that. It's crazy. We were sitting around the dinner table last night, my wife and my daughter, and we were talking. I got notified yesterday that a friend of the family died. It was expected, but he died. He's older. And as I'm sitting there, my wife said, well, so-and-so died. I had no idea that so-and-so was sick and kind of surprised me. And then my daughter says, well, yeah, so-and-so in my world died. It was crazy. And it just popped up that in one day, all three of us were notified of somebody dying. And they're done. Their life is over on this earth. Now it's eternity. That fast. One guy died unexpectedly. That's one of the reasons we should fear God, because death could come at any minute. Death could knock on your door today. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, the writer says, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. That fear of death, what it does to us, and I remember this vividly as an unbeliever being petrified by the thought of dying, knowing that there was a life after death. I couldn't prove it, but I knew it. I was convinced of it. And ultimately, when I got saved, When I came to Christ, when I was born from above with a new spirit, I understood, oh man, I was right. There is life after death. So now that I have these years of life remaining, what do I do with it? How do I live? 
1 Peter 1.13, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who has called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. There's a charge for us. There's instruction. Be holy and live your life honoring God. Not just being moral, but live your life as a devout follower of Jesus Christ. And this fear of the Lord is a huge part of that. Because if we don't fear God, if we don't have that fear of God in us, and I mean that with the strongest sense of the word, that we understand that God is big and God is righteous and holy, I fear and tremble before him. You know, we don't just walk around going, yeah, Jesus is my homie, you know, that kind of thing. That ain't the way it is. You know, he's not my co-pilot. He's not any of those things. Jesus is the king. He is God in the flesh. You don't mess with him. He's patient. He's loving. He's kind. All those things. But he is God. And so when we fear the Lord with trembling, all of these promises, they begin to become evident in our lives. Psalm 211, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. And let's just look at a couple of verses. There are many of these verses in the scriptures. If you have Bible software, do a phrase search for fear of the Lord, and you see what I'm talking about. There's a bunch of them. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, Proverbs 1, 7. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence, and his children will have a refuge. Dads, there you go. You fear God, you do what's right, you walk in your ways, your children are going to be proud of you, they're going to respect you, and they're going to obey you a lot more than they normally would. Many of the kids that I've seen in my career that ran wild, they either didn't have dads at home or their dads were basically checked out, did not parent them, dads did things that were unhonorable, and their kids just kind of followed in that pattern and they became worse than their dads. So if you want your kids to have a refuge, you want your kids to be squared away, then you start with this fear of the Lord and be an example to them. You show them you fear God and you do the things that demonstrate that. You do what's right. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. The fear of the Lord is instruction and wisdom and humility comes before honor. By steadfast love and faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for. And by the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. There you go. That's Proverbs 16, 6. You're having a problem turning away from evil. You still like your evil, your darkness. We all do. Face it. We could put on a real good facade, but in our hearts, we know what's going on. And if you want to turn away from that, you have to understand you are accountable to God for every thought. We're supposed to take every thought captive, and it's pretty difficult. But when we fear God and we look at the goodness of God, the promises of God, yeah, Lord, I want to be a man of integrity. Help me to do that. And if we just study the scriptures and fear God, it's like, wow, all of a sudden these things start happening in our lives. It's pretty cool. We get the benefit of God's grace in our lives. We get the good things that we don't deserve. You know, the Word of God is very much available today to anybody who wants it. You can get it on a free app. You can go down to the thrift stores and buy really good study Bibles. You can buy concordances, lexicons. You can buy Bible dictionaries. You can buy Bible handbooks. You can get online and listen to some really good teachers and some really screwy ones too. But you can listen to people teach the Word and learn it. If you can find a good Bible teaching church that's not beating you over the head with the Scriptures, rather explaining the Scriptures, explaining how God's love, His mercy and grace is available to you. You talk to someone, hey man, I'm going to talk to you about fear of the Lord. Oh, I don't want to fear God. You know, you're doom and gloom. It's not doom and gloom. 
It's exactly the opposite. It's peace. It's life. It's wisdom. Like Proverbs 14 says, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. It's good. The fear of the Lord is a good thing, and it brings about good things in your life. And we see Christ loves us no matter how much we have failed, no matter how bad we have been, no matter what kind of jerk you are, God loves you unconditionally. You can't take his love away from you. You can reject him, but you can't make him not love you. Nothing you can do. You can shake your fist at him. You can do all kinds of evil things. He still loves you. And in that day, when your time is up and people are sitting around the dinner table saying, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? No, what happened? Yeah, he died. What? Then you know that I'm good. When people are talking about me at the dinner table, yeah, did you hear about Todd? Yeah, he died. It's like, oh, well, cool. Some may say that. I don't know. But I will be with Jesus. I know that because he's my king and I know the fear of the Lord and I know how imperfect and how screwed up I can be. God still loves me. And that fear of the Lord keeps driving me closer and closer to him. I don't want to disappoint him, even though I do. Time and time again, I do things that are stupid. I'm like, Lord, here I am again. And he's like, all right. Shake it off. Move on. Okay, Lord. Love you. That kind of thing. So don't fret if you think that, you know, God doesn't love me. I'm bad. No, God loves you. And you have a place in heaven with your name already written on it. All you have to do is respond. And when you respond to Christ and you say, Lord, I'm ready to live for you. I'm ready to do this. Learn the fear of the Lord. Learn who he is. And by learning who he is, we naturally We'll fear him because he's good and he's God. And we're going to be face to face with him soon. So keep your life in check. Fear God. Study your scriptures. Walk in the ways that please God. Repent when you screw up and shake it off. Get up. Glorify God. Thank you.